You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara, and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000-mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing. We'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps, and cell phones. However, not to worry because I do give you up-to-date info on each episode. Plus, you can always find more information on my website, manyroadstravel.com. So, without further ado, let's hit the road! So today it is episode 44, getting up there. And on today's episode, we are traveling almost a thousand miles in 48 hours on my race to get from Zanzibar down to Nakata Bay in Malawi in time for my birthday. <laughs> so uh, yeah, a lot of traveling we got coming up on this episode after a lovely R&R week in Zanzibar. Minus a few mishaps, like me jumping on a bed of sea urchins <laughs> and a very crazy drunken night, taking me several attempts to actually leave Zanzibar. I finally did on the government night ferry, which was great because I basically slept most of the night on the ferry, just found a little spot on the deck, crawled in my sleeping bag, and I was out like a light. <laughs> so I woke up about half an hour before we docked in um to get to, in main tanzania to get to dar salaam the capital it took about an hour to get off the ferry because you know that's just the old african ways of organization i.e none <laughs> just usually a mad dash to get off so once i finally got off i went to as a marine ferry the office because I wanted to try and get a refund on my ticket that I didn't use because, like I said, I got drunk and slept in and missed the ferry. <laughs> so after, you know, about 15 minutes of talking to them and showing that, look, the lady in Zanzibar stamped this, said she would do a refund. Anyways, I've got my money back, which was great. Grabbed a taxi and went to the bus station because, like I said, I wanted I wanted to get to Nakata Bay where my friend Christine ran a guest house. I had met Christine in Lamu in Kenya on this beautiful island and we shared a house together for about a week and then I hung out with her quite a bit in Nairobi as well. So that was why I really wanted to celebrate my birthday with her in Nakata Bay. It's day 261 and it's October 4th. My birthday is the 7th. So like I said, I had a lot of ground to cover. So I managed to get a bus ticket to Mbeya, which is near the border in Tanzania of Malawi. And it was leaving that day at 10 o'clock. So that was really sweet. I just went and grabbed some, some food for the journey because it was like 11-hour bus journey. Got on the bus at just before 10. And lo and behold, Cheryl was sitting next to me, <laughs> uh, who I kind of got the ferry with from Zanzibar. So, you know, at least I had a friendly face that I was sitting next to, which was okay. Although she did lean on me half the ride and she was not a small lady. Let me put it that way. <laughs> this part of Tanzania is pretty dry and rugged and very dusty because you have the windows open because it's hot. So I'm being back to being filthy again. <laughs> and the, what there was like, it was quite a luxurious bus for me, especially back then. Remember, this is 1993. So no modern technology, you know, like the internet or cell phones, ATMs, any of that. On the bus, it had, they had TVs. Well, they had one TV. And they love their, like, violent action movies. So I watched a few Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee movies to pass the time because I couldn't sleep. And then we finally got to Mabea about 
9 p.m. So it's like 11 hours. And then Cheryl and I just grabbed a taxi and went to this place that somewhere a friend told me about. It's called the Moravian Youth Hostel. <laughs> and luckily we got the last room that they had, double room. So that was okay. Because again, back then, you know, you can't book things ahead of time. And if there was other travelers or even locals on the bus that and you pulled in at nighttime, it was literally a mad dash to kind of get to hotels. Because in small places like this, there just wasn't many. So it was always a bit tricky to try and find somewhere to stay, especially when you arrived at nighttime. Right, so we lucked out and got the last room. But I didn't get any sleep because she snored like a rhino, basically. And I also had you know, mosquitoes buzzing around my ears, which is the worst because no mosquito net. So really no sleep, which sucked because, you know, long traveling day and I had another one coming up. Decided I definitely wouldn't be sharing a room with her again, that's for sure. <laughs> the next day, up at 6.30, packed and then walked back to the bus station to try and get a bus or any kind of transport to the next town, which is Cayella. But you have to actually get off at a junction before that, after, you know, the usual waiting hours for the Matatu, which is kind of like a minibus, I guess, to fill up. Anyway, so we finally left, and it took us about four hours to just go 150 kilometers. <laughs> Ridiculous. Finally got to the junction. And then once you get to the junction, then there's all these like boys with their bicycles and you have to haggle a price with them to take you the last five kilometers to the border, which is hilarious. So I managed to get my guy for 60 cents. Basically, you're just getting doubled on the back of a bike. But, you, you know, you have a backpack on and my pack weighed about 20 kilos. So it probably looked quite funny with my legs sticking out, <laughs> holding on to this little kid. Like literally, they're about 10 years old with my backpack on. Luckily, it's only about five kilometers, so we made it without mishap. So that was that was something. And then got to the border, customs. I go to you know give my passport and go to across the Tanzanian border, and they're like, um, "No, you have to go to court because your visa has expired." I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> I looked, like my visa was stamped July twelfth, and it's good for three months. Now today was October fifth, so I'm like, "Well." how does that work? And then they showed me my entry stamped. And for some reason, my entry was stamped, get expired October 4th. So I was a day over. And I'm like, what do you mean I have to go to court? What does that even mean? <laughs> I argued with the guy. I was like, listen, I didn't know this. This is ridiculous. Three months, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I got my way and he, he gave me my exit stamp and I didn't have to even pay a bribe or anything, which is a novelty. So finally, yes, I've left Tanzania. And then I just went to, there was like a little restaurant there. So I went and grabbed something to eat and had a ice cold Carlsberg beer because Carlsberg seemed to be the beer in Malawi. Although technically I'm not in Malawi yet because the border, the Malawian border is 28 kilometers away. <laughs> so that, I love Africa, I tell you. <laughs> so Cheryl and I had to find another, you know, pick up Matatu, something to take us to the Malawian border. So we waited about an hour, then we finally squeezed into the back of this pickup truck to take us to the 28K, and then got to the Malawian border, no problems, got my one-month visa on arrival, so that was cool. And then I was finally in Malawi, which was amazing. So this was my 23rd country on this trip and my 11th African country. So happy days, but traveling was not over yet. We managed, yeah, hop on another back of this pickup to take us to the next town, which is called Karanga. 
So it's about 25 kilometers from the border. Got to Karanga about 2.30 in the afternoon. Well, I exchanged my rest of my Tanzanian shillings for some Malawi kwacha, it's called. Great name for a currency, kwacha. And then I changed some U.S. cash into kwacha as well. Because in the bank, it was you got about 4.3 kwacha to the U.S. dollars. But on the black market, it was like 6.5 to 7.5 kwacha. So, and there were people all over the place changing money. So it was you know, not really a huge issue. And then this policeman came up to me and he said, you have to put a skirt or a dress on. Because I was in like long shorts. I said, well, why? He said, well, it's because it's, it's illegal for women to wear shorts in Malawi. You have to have a skirt or a dress. I thought that was a little crazy. I've been to all these Muslim countries. <laughs> I mean, I usually did wear long trousers, but I did, just didn't know that was in Malawi. So I had to take my kagoya, which is basically like a cloth, but I was using it as my towel. So I had to wrap that around my shorts. And I never wear dresses or skirts, so it was a little bit annoying. <laughs> but I always respect the culture where I am. So did that. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to buy another, or at least one or two of these, because this is my towel. You know how dirty I can get traveling. <laughs> I then went to the, the bus station because, you know, I want to get to Nakata Bay, which is still another 400 kilometers, but found out that the bus was full that day. So I, they said I'd have to stay, stay the night probably or hitch. Now I'm fine with hitching, but I definitely didn't want to stay in a night there. But then just then a bus pulled up. And this conduct, you know, the conductor got off, and he said, "Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll find you two seats on a bus that's heading south." And yeah, he managed to find Cheryl and I two seats, so that was great. And I even got the front seat, so bonus. Although the the travel was a lot more expensive than what I was used to, it was twenty nine kwacha just to go twenty nine kilometers, so a kwacha kilometer. <laughs> Obviously, still fairly cheap, you know, Western standards, but a lot more expensive. Than what I was used to. I mean, I just paid $8 to travel 930 kilometers in Tanzania. Anyways, did that. The next town was called Mizuzu. Just some great names. And now a quick sponsor break. Please, please, please never travel without travel insurance. Trust me, I learned once from the hard way and never again. <laughs> this is the travel insurance company that I use and they're awesome. They cover over 130 different countries. So go check them out manyroadstravel.com forward slash insurance, double L in traveled, and don't leave home without it, as the saying goes. <laughs> okay, now back to the show. And don't forget, please, please, please never travel without travel insurance. Trust me, I learned once from the hard way and never again. <laughs> this is the travel insurance company that I use, and they're awesome. They cover over 130 different countries, so go check them out manyroadstravel.com forward slash insurance, double L in traveled, and don't leave home without it, as the saying goes. <laughs> Not only is it great for you, but it also helps support the show. Thank you. On the way to Mizuzu, you pass Livingstonia. That's where Cheryl got off, so I said goodbye to her. Livingstonia, five more Mizungus, like the travelers got on. And I heard them talking about that they wanted to get to Nakata Bay as well. So I was like, okay, that's where I'm going to team up and do that together. But it was also nice because Malawi was a lot more green, like a lot more lush than Tanzania. And Malawi is quite a skinny little country in the middle of Africa. And it borders Lake Malawi, again, really skinny, long lake. The views were a lot nicer. Got to Mizuzu at about 8 p.m. And the six of us went to went and grabbed something to eat. So I just grabbed a sandwich because I hadn't really eaten a proper meal for two days in Zanzibar. And then I went to try and find a taxi that would take us. 
So find a taxi, and he agreed on the price, 110 kwacha for all six of us. So that wasn't too bad. It was only just over, or just under 20 kwacha each. And then we left about 10 p.m. Well, 10 minutes into the ride, the taxi blew a tire, of course. <laughs> and then when he was changing the tire, he broke the jack. <laughs> of course he did. I was just like, am I ever going to get to Nakata Bay, man? But just then, a bus drove by. So I flagged him. I flagged the bus down and they were going to Nakata Bay. We gave the taxi driver like, I don't know, 10 quads or something like that. And we just said, okay, sorry, but we're getting this bus. Jumped on the bus. It was only three quacha, so that was a bargain, too. Left the poor driver behind. I did feel bad because, again, no, no mobile phones. Couldn't just call someone. Finally got to Nakata Bay at about 11 o'clock. It literally took me about exactly 48 hours to go from Zanzibar to Nakata Bay because I left Zanzibar at 11 p.m. So that was pretty amazing. I have to say I was very impressed with myself, although exhausted. So I was so excited because I got there before my birthday, two days before. And I was going to see Christine because I hadn't seen her for months. So on my way, walking to her guest house, which was called Kadenga, got there and had a shocker. Found out that her and her husband, who was running the guest house for, I think they'd been running it for quite a while, had been forced to leave by the police because their papers weren't in order. And they had left like two months ago. And the, the people who are running it now, they said, well, they could be somewhere in Malawi, they could be in Zimbabwe, or they might have gone back to Canada. So that really, really sucked. Because, you know, this was my whole mission to get there for my birthday was to celebrate with her. So, yeah, it was a bit of a bummer. So at Kadanga Guest House, which is lovely, on the hill, halfway between the town and the beach. So it has, not that I could see that night, but it has beautiful views overlooking the bay. And they had quite a big area that you could camp in. So I just pitched my tent. And just crashed. Next morning, up early as usual, I looked around Kadanga. And yeah, it was lovely. They also did meals there as well. So I had breakfast and my first proper hot shower in about six weeks. I kind of had a lukewarm one in Zanzibar, but this was a proper hot shower. I was so excited. Oh my gosh, six weeks without a hot shower. <laughs> you know, it was either cold showers or more often than not, bucket. You just got a bucket of water, sometimes be warm or hot. But not the greatest using a, a cup and a bucket of water to wash yourself. So a hot shower, happy days. And then after breakfast, walked into town and the town's really cute. It's got such a great vibe to it. So there's lots of shops and restaurants and bars and loads of other travelers there. Kind of almost has more of a Caribbean vibe about it. Lots of reggae music blaring out of all these different uh, restaurants and bars. And the first people I run into are Deb and Carol, my friends who I'd met first in Arusha, then Moshi, Kilimanjaro. And because I've been telling people for months that my plan was to get to Nakata Bay for my birthday, so lots of people knew about that. So, yeah, so it was great seeing Deb and Carol. I, I hung out with them most of the day and tried to convince them to stay the night because my birthday was the next day. But they had set, they were supposed to have left that the night before, but the ferry was late because they, they're like, we've got to get going because we've already booked our five-day diving thing with Cape McClear, which is also Malawi. They said, no, we have to get the ferry tonight, but, you know, have a great birthday. They bought me a couple of beers, so a little bit of an early celebration with them. Then shortly after, I ran into Karen, <laughs> who was my Australian nurse friend who dug out the sea urchin vines out of my feet in Zanzibar. So she said, oh, you have to come down to the beach. We're having a barbecue later on, and you should, you know, you can camp on the beach for free. So why don't you move down there? So I was like, okay, that sounds great. Well, later that afternoon, I get packed up. 
moved my stuff from Kadanga down to the beach. And there was about six other people that were camping on the beach. So the first person I met was this Australian guy. He was, he was just crazy. He was called Off. <laughs> he was hilarious. And then there was Aaron, who was a Kiwi, New Zealand. Karen, who was Australian as well. Andy, another Kiwi. And Ron, who was also a Kiwi. He was really cute, actually. And then they, they had paid for this local guy, Jeff, to come down to the beach and cook for us. So he did that. It was only it was about eight quarta for a meal. So it was fresh fish and rice and vegetables. And he'd also brought a crate of cold beers with him. So we're buying beers off of him. It was awesome. Like just eating on this beach and drinking some beers. We had a bonfire going later on. And then off had some, some dope. So we had a few joints. And it was great. And I, I crashed about 11 o'clock. Still catching up on the sleep. Day 264 was my birthday. It was my 24th birthday. And despite Christine not being there, you know, I was just like, this is a great place to celebrate your birthday. <laughs> Although you do get woken up about 5.30 in the morning from the sun when you're camping on the beach because the tent just gets way too hot. So you kind of just roll out of your tent onto the beach. So about 8 in the morning, you know, well, everyone on the beach wished me happy birthday and then off past me this big fat doobie for birthday joint. <laughs> So we had that, and then a bit later on, Ron and Aaron and I walked back into town to stock up for the day to get some, you know, beers, and that was the only pain in the butt, is that you had to carry crates of beers to the beach from the town, it was about a 20-minute walk, and yes, well, it was up a hill, <laughs> which, trust me, that became a bit of an issue, the hill, <laughs> at certain times. So on our way into town, we stopped, had a couple more joints, had a couple of cold beers in town. It wasn't even 11 o'clock in the morning yet, but hey, it's your birthday. I wanted, after that, I wanted to get uh, like a little pot and a frying pan as a lid made. And I noticed a guy who did that. Well, he made metal stuff. So I went over to him and said what I wanted. And he's like, okay, it'll be, it'll be $1, five quarts. I'm like, okay, super. <laughs> he said, come back in a couple hours. I then went to the post office to phone my mom because I was pretty sure she'd want to speak to me on my birthday and it was six dollars for a three-minute phone call but then she could call me back on the payphone outside the post office so she did that and talked to her for about half an hour so I just got up with all the news from home and she said she'd also sent me a money order to Kadanga guest house you know for my birthday and because I was really really running low on money so that was good I you know so I had to stay there in Nakata Bay until that money came through, which was not a problem at all. <laughs> and I was also expecting to, pro you know, to hear from friends from home there in Nakata Bay or Kadanga Guesthouse, as well as Claire, my friend who I traveled together for about two months around Lake Victoria with. I did get a letter from friends of mine, Steve and Nikki, who I'd met in Kenya. So that was a nice surprise. After the post office, I went back to the Kadanga Guesthouse, picked up my pots and pan thing, which was super and bumped into peter this guy i met in zanzibar and he had a, a letter from norman brady my two crazy irish guys <laughs> that i hung out with in zanzibar who were wishing me a happy birthday and there was a 20 dollars zimbabwean note inside with like buy yourself a couple of beers and zim you know from us so that was really sweet <laughs> told peter about my birthday he's like okay yep yeah, i'll be there they just head back down to the beach and chilled the rest of the afternoon, just napping and swimming, smoking some more, a couple more beers. Then they made uh, this really nice veggie soup. So we had that. 
And then they brought out a special banana cake <laughs> with a candle in it and sung happy birthday to me. It was hilarious because you get these in Malawi, the, the grass, it was, they're called cobs because they're wrapped in corn husks. So it looked like a corn cob. And they were so cheap. Like you get one for like a, between one and two dollars. Ridiculous. <laughs> and then locals would make normal banana cakes, but then special banana cake. You provided them with the cob or they would provide it for a little extra more. We each had a piece of that and then headed back into town to the Hart Hotel. And it was great because then again, like people just kept coming, like rolling into Nagata Bay that day for my birthday. So there ended up being about 15 to 20 of us in Hart Hotel. And we started playing drinking games. And oh my gosh, yeah. As to say, I got quite drunk and didn't spend a penny. People just kept buying my beers. So that was brilliant. So the two Danish guys that I was supposed to climb Kilimanjaro with, but met them after climbing Kili, they showed up. So that was really cool. And then I don't even, I have no idea what time. It was nighttime, that's for sure. And we, Ron and I, so Ron and I was the cute Kiwi. Him and I started really flirting and we stumbled up that bloody hill, <laughs> back to the beach. Oh my God, it took us ages. A few wipeouts. Finally got to the beach and Chief, who was a, this lovely old local guy, he was the watchman on the beach. And basically, which he would just get a bonfire going every night and boil hot water for cups of teas. Because, you know, you leave all your stuff on this beach, right, when you go into town. So Chief was a watchman, and you just would, we would just tip him every day because it was free to camp on the beach. So no problems there. And, and I'm just, I love Chief. He was just the loveliest man. Oh, my God. So got back, gave, he gave me a big birthday hug, and I pretty much passed out right by the bonfire. <laughs> for a few hours then woke up had a cup of tea made it into my bed and was out like a light so next morning needless to say rather hungover had breakfast i fried eggs on my new little pan which worked and a cup of tea and then just cut some rays because the best time to tan was like between 8 and 11 a.m because otherwise it gets too hot so i did that for a few hours and then ron aaron and i walked back into town just to pick up some more food to bring back to the beach. Well, we did stop and have some really delicious pancakes. Yeah, just kind of went back to the beach and chilled out. So that was it. I was just very impressed myself that I made it to Nakata Bay for my birthday. <laughs> okay, so that is a wrap for my birthday episode for this week. So make sure you subscribe and tune in for next week when you'll hear more about Nakata Bay. And what other shenanigans I got up to, really. And now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. Tip number one is, yes, you need a visa from Malawi. But you can get one online now, much easier. Or you can get, still get one on arrival. It's $75 for single entry, three-month visa. Or you can get a multiple entry, six-month visa for 150 Or there's also a one-year multiple entry for $250. Tip number two is you pretty much still have to do, like if you're coming from Dar es Salaam, unless you fly, of course, but you know me, I'm all about overland travel. Still to this day, <laughs> from 1993 when I did it to now, you have to do it the same way. So you get the bus from Dar es Salaam to Mbeya, which is about $15, so it takes about 11 hours. Because <laughs> just that bit is 941 miles. So plan on 
two days, if not three days for that journey. And then from Mbeya, you go to the junction. From the junction, you go to the border. And then you go to the Malawian border. <laughs> and, and then you get to Karanga, the first town in Malawi. It, so, yeah, it's a bit of a mission. Tip three is for Nakata Bay, which is the yeah most northerly place in Malawi. It's got a Caribbean vibe. And it has changed so much from when I was there. It's crazy. Because I went back to Nakata Bay on my way back up. So, I don't know, six months later, I was there again. And it changed completely from then. You couldn't camp on the beach anymore because all these resorts were going up or beach huts on the beach. And now, like, you even have, you know, proper hotels with pools and everything. So, yeah, changed quite a lot. Although it still looks lovely and it still has that Caribbean vibe. And you can do a lot more there now, I guess. <laughs> a little bit more organized. So you can snorkel, dive, kayak, forest walks along the cliffs, and you can even feed eagles there. So nowadays it's probably between $20 to $100 a night, uh, depending on what kind of accommodation you want to get. And I'd say a daily budget for Malawi, a budget budget, <laughs> like how I travel. You're looking probably around $25 to $60. And the kawacha, wow. So when I was there, like I said, the bank rate, it was just over four kwacha to one US dollars. Black market was about six and a half to seven and a half kwacha. Nowadays, it's 795 kwacha to one US dollar. So Malawi still remains, sadly, one of the poorest countries in Africa. And the people are so amazing and so nice. It's, it's quite sad. But see inflation like that, it's understand why. And then for solo female travelers, yeah, it's Malawi's really, really safe. I've never had a problem there. I don't know if it's still technically illegal, but yes, make sure you wear a skirt or dress when you're not on the beach and keep your shoulders covered. So think of it kind of as a Muslim country, even though it's not. Okay, so that is it for this week. Check out the website, myroadstravel.com. And don't forget, please, please, please never travel without travel insurance. Trust me, I learned once from the hard way and never again. <laughs> this is the travel insurance company that I use, and they're awesome. They cover over 130 different countries. So go check them out manyroadstravel.com forward slash insurance, double L in traveled, and don't leave home without it, as the saying goes. <laughs> Not only is it great for you, but it also helps support the show. Thank you. And yeah, leave your reviews. I haven't done a review for ages, so I will definitely do one next week. And you can do that if you're on Apple, really easy. Just on my podcast, it says reviews. You just click that button, leave a review or a rating. That would be awesome. If you're not on Apple, then you can go to Podchaser, podchaser.com, and look up Many Roads Traveled. And every donation, they actually give 25 cents to Meals on Wheels. So it's a double win. <laughs> so until next Thursday, safe travels, one more time. Bye.